is up, Boston Baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. Welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm annoyed. Why? Because Dave Portnoy was in Eastie last night and he didn't hit me up. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be the one to tell you this. Do you think it's because he knew you were with Mystery Man? Like, he didn't want to be that guy reaching out when you're hanging out with your boyfriend already like it could have been that like it could have am I making excuses for you I'm like that friend that's making excuses <laughs> dude he was at Santarpio's pizza at 5 30 I was home I was down the street I could have been there I could have honestly ran in like probably three minutes I could have made it there in three minutes if he there's nothing that says desperation playing hard to get (laughs) more than like I could have ran there to him in three minutes like that is just sad you want to see some real speed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah Dave Porter wasn't in town for the Celtics unfortunately they lost and by the time you listen to this episode uh, hopefully they have not lost hopefully they have not lost again will it it be it'll be game six Six? right game six. six okay yeah Sad, sad day to be a Bostonian. I was talking to someone that I work with and he was like, just so you know, if I don't know what team that he follows, some team in Pittsburgh, like their baseball, are they the Pirates? Is, is Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates? Pirates. Sounds it right. It honestly sounds yeah. right. Oops. He was like, if they make it to the World Series, I'm taking the entire week off of work. I was like, that seems a bit dramatic. But he was like, wait, you know this person? Yeah. Like he oh. works with me. Oh. He was like, I'm taking the whole week off of work if if they make it to the World Series. And I was like, what do you mean? That's so dramatic. And he was like, you don't understand. They haven't even made it to like the playoffs in 25 years. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they're that good. So I don't think you got to worry about him taking that time No, but I'm just like, it was more <laughs> the concept. And I, and I was like, I sounded like an asshole. I didn't mean to, but I was like, oh, like in Boston, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like if, if one of your teams makes it to like, but like, what are you going to do for a week? Like Monday through Friday? Like, I don't know. Oh, I think like he was saying like much. the whole city of Pittsburgh will be celebrating so hard all week. Like for the, because it's that big of a deal. Oh, I see. Like there are some, I think about this sometimes, there are some states that just don't get it like we do. Well, that, but also like there are some teams that have never won. Like there are some cities that like go years and years and years and years without seeing any of their teams, like not football, baseball, basketball, hockey, anything, win anything. So like the chance of that happening is such a big deal. And I feel like sometimes we're so spoiled that like, so spoiled, you know, God forbid we don't go to the final four. We're like, ugh, like Boston sucks, but like, we're just so used to it. Normally it's like I an, all gloat. we do is win type vibe. I know, but we can't even say that right now. Cause, Cause we all suck. we do is lose Yeah, right now. Yeah. Like hockey, like best season of all time, blew it basketball. We suck. Like, it's just like, what is happening? Well, how are the Red Sox doing? I don't know. I also don't Red even know Sox why. Red Sox are really bad. Really? Yeah, they're not oh, yeah. good. They're not good. Baseball is my least favorite sport to watch. There's too even much Even when you go to on. a game? Yeah. Wait, like really? I, I love the atmosphere at Fenway. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say the atmosphere is so fun. The f- yeah, but like I like I like basketball because there's not a lot of players on the court. So yeah, it's easier yeah. to keep my eyes on what's going on. I like hockey. Most of the times, I don't know where the puck is because it's so fast, but I like the, I like the, mm, the mm, up against the wall oh, thing. Oh, you like that? Okay. But like football, I don't fuck with football because there's a hundred of them on the court and you like, I just don't know what's happening. But like basketball, yeah, I agree with for. basketball. I think basketball is by far my favorite. Like I think out of yeah. any sporting event I go to, Celtics definitely takes the cake. I go 
probably to the most Celtics games every year, depending on how good they are and how expensive tickets are. But yeah. <laughs> like that's always number one because I agree with you. There's not as many players. You can also like see what's happening. You see exactly. their facial expressions. They're not wearing like masks, masks. or helmets. <laughs> so you can like, I like to connect with the players. Like I want to see them get can you angry, name, Can you name three Celtics players? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Um, okay. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, um, and why am I like literally missing like my favorite one? Zero. Why can't I think? Honestly, two is more than I could do. Wait, I know this. What is wrong? What's happening to me? My brain is mush. You can't judge me. Jason Tatum. Jason. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Okay. I actually do know that, guys. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, when you're thinking of someone in your life and all of a sudden you can't think of their name and it, it's someone that you like low key know really well. Yeah, you that know Jason really well. No, no, no. I'm just giving <laughs> an know, example. I like know. that happens to me all the time. It could be someone I know and I'm like, I literally cannot remember that person's name. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't know why this turned into a, a sports podcast. It's a sports podcast. This is not a sports podcast. Okay, wait. I want to give a PSA because if anyone's going to the games, I mean, I don't know if the season's going to be over by the time this comes out. Oh. But if you're going to games, if you're just Ubering in general, make sure your phone is charged. I'm on a cancel Uber era. Oh. I just learned, and this is going to affect Michael because he's guilty of this. His phone is never charged. Never. If your phone is on low battery, Uber charges you more money for your ride. Oh, because they think it's like a greater risk. Yes. (gasps) Lyft doesn't do this, but Uber is guilty of doing this. Wait, how the hell do they know? Exactly. Wait, that's sketchy. That's the the part that freaks me out. Like getting charged more. Like how much? Because your phone is dying or like low battery. So they think that there's a higher chance of you like your phone dying. Like you're desperate for a ride because your phone's dying. Well, that and I also feel like think about how many times you order an Uber and then your phone dies and like. That's never happened just, to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like kind of waiting there and you can't find them and they can't find you. Has that happened to you? It's happened like maybe once. Oh my God. Not like a high threshold of times, but I think yeah. about all the people, people out there yeah, that definitely. like their phones die and then like also probably safety. If your phone dies while you're in an Uber, it's like how do people know where you are? Like the tracking. True. Like, it's just, there's probably more risk. But my bigger question is... Aside from like why they do it, like how they do it, how do they know your phone is on low battery? They That's probably know more me. than we think. I don't like that. I don't, they they know too much. They Whoever do. They are. They know. They know. They know. Peter, who's the CEO of Uber? Do you mind? I have no idea. Can you Google it on your handy dandy computer? We were CEO like on this podcast. Google. We're like Peter. What's the square root of like three thousand eighty four? He's like, I, I literally <laughs> don't know, guys. I'm gonna have you pronounce uh, that. No, name. I literally <laughs> cannot pronounce Dara, that. Dara Koro Shahi. Yeah, seems Nailed to be it. the CEO. Nailed it. Since August thirtieth, two thousand seventeen. Good for hmm. him. That was a. Why well, I'd like to have a word with him. That was a good era. August of two thousand seventeen. I just graduated college. It was right before I cut my hair into a bob. It was a good days. Good days. Good <laughs> Those days. were the days. Those were the days. How are you? How's life? How's I'm, your weekend? I didn't see oh, you. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm unwell. I've not been able to sleep. My weekend was <laughs> Why? good. I don't. The cats keeping you up. I literally don't know. It's so weird. I think what it is is it's. I spent years of my life like bragging about how I've always been a good sleeper. Like always. I feel like that's like the one thing I have going Wait, for me question when you say good sleeper okay so I'm the type of person where it takes me a while to fall asleep but once I'm asleep I'm out 
are you like a hit the pillow, fall asleep, don't wake up, sleep like a log, wake up feeling refreshed? Like what's a good sleeper to you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously it depends on the day. And sometimes I think being, you know, more than slightly addicted to caffeine can make it harder <laughs> to fall asleep at night. But I will say on average, like on the average night, I can fall asleep by like 9, 30, 10 PM. Wow. And I'll wake up at like single digits. Yeah. Maybe closer. Like I always think like if I slept, if I fall asleep at nine 30, it's like the American dream. Yeah. 10 PM is like good. Yeah. And then 10 30, I'm like, I can get by, but I don't usually fall asleep later than like 11 ever. Like I'm not one of those girls. I have people I work with who are like, Oh, I literally will like toss and turn until like midnight or 1 PM every night. That's never been me. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm usually falling asleep right, right around 10, maybe 1030 some nights. And then I wake up anywhere from five 30 to six 30 every morning. Um, so I get like, eight hours of sleep every single night. And when I fall asleep, like I'm asleep through the night. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or drink some water. Like I'm not getting up in the middle of the night, like checking my phone. Like I, your upstairs neighbor is not waking you up. Yeah, exactly. Like I could sleep, like I could also sleep through anything. Like I live right downtown in the city. Sirens could be going off. My cats could be jumping around meowing. Like it doesn't matter. I head it's a pillow. I fall asleep at 10 p.m. I wake up at six and the next thing I remember is waking up like boom. Hmm. So like, and I'm not saying that like to brag. I just genuinely, that's always been no, my that's reality. A good I've never struggled with sleeping. That's been like the one thing that I'm like, all right, this is, this is my thing. This is my flex. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like the past few days I cannot sleep. Like I've been struggling to fall asleep. I've been waking up at three in the morning. Like cannot fall back asleep for like an hour or two. And I struggle fall back to sleep. And then I've been like signing up for like, cause I haven't worked out in like a month. I think I talked about this. Yeah. Like a, I just mm-hmm. put working out on hold because I was traveling so much. And I'm like, all right, Shannon, enough excuses. I have to get back to it. And I scheduled two boxing classes the last two nights or the last two mornings. To like tire yourself slept out. Slept through both of them. No, slept Wait. through both of them. Doesn't matter. Like, because I've been such, I've been getting such bad sleep at night that I physically cannot like I physically cannot wake up in the morning because I got such shitty sleep. And then I've been so drained and then drinking more caffeine during the day. And then like it makes it hard to fall asleep the next how day. It's like a vicious new, cycle. Like how long has this been going on? Just like a few days. It's probably it's, fine. It's probably your cycle. Yeah, you're right. I, I did read that, that like different times of the yeah. month, it's easier to sleep. But my weekend was good. I went to New Hampshire. My, uh, my cousin, Nicole, it was her 30th birthday party. And Ooh. we had like a surprise like family her and her boyfriend it was their 30th within like a few days of each other so we had like a big surprise party that's cute family friends etc new hampshire it was super fun i know that michael invited you to dinner and you were under the impression i was going to be there <sighs> yeah i was not yeah so you were I was, led there under false pretenses yeah michael texted mr man he was like you want to get dinner like uh, we'll be back from our derby party at whatever this time. Like, let's meet up. And then Mr. Man was like, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to see Shannon. I show up. Not there. Nope. Michael's date was Brad. Uh, that You hate to see it. You hate, no, I love to see Brad, but I hate to not see you. Yeah, I know. It was sad. It was a really, it was very fun just like spending time like, away from the city with family. Like it was very nice, very chill. Like they had a pool, like we were by the fire at night. It, I That's ate way cute. too much. It was very, very cute, but I obviously missed you. I know. Other than that, oh my God, we just passed each other earlier that morning at Skin Laundry. Oh my, yeah, we did. We just missed each other. That's I found so out that you're going to New Hampshire from our face girl. 
stop. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. She told you that. She was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to New Hampshire tonight. I forget how it came up. We're but like she such told me. bad communicators. It's, I don't know what it is because women are better communicators than men in so many ways. Wait, then. But, oh, maybe I thought you were coming home. Because I was oh, like, if I knew that you were in Hampshire, then maybe, yeah, maybe I thought you, thought you were I was coming, coming back. Okay, that makes sense. But like, I can't tell you how many times Michael has like taken the reins on planning. Like, it's almost like mystery man, Michael, they'll plan. You and I just show up. We don't even talk yeah. to each other. Like, we no. just assume. And Michael will be like, oh, we're getting dinner with... Abby and Mr. Man on Saturday. Like, I won't text you about it. Like, no. I won't assume. I won't be like, hey, can't wait to see you. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that'd be weird. Like, <laughs> it'd be weird. That's not what we I do. Feel like that's not our friendship. Like, we will talk about other shit, but we would yeah. never, ever be like, okay, what's the plan Saturday? Like, like, what are you wearing? It's almost like we're going on airplane mode and we're like, our boyfriends are going to, you know, they're Deal going to land the plane. Like, they're going to figure it out. And then even... My best friend, Ashley, like she and I have been friends since we were literally middle school. She was the first friend I made in this country. And both of our boyfriends came into the picture way later on. She's now married. Like, but they will now text because we're so she and I are so bad that like we can't do it. Like we need them to just orchestrate the plans. Mm -hmm. And then they do. And it's it works swimmingly. But there's so many times where he's like, oh, by the way, like Ashley and Austin are like coming over next weekend. Like they're going to take, you know, the car. They're going to park here. We're going to like walk over to like the garden. We're going to get a drink. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I cut you out of the group chat. Like I now have a group chat with the two of them <laughs> and you are physically not in yep. it because you bring so little to the table <laughs> that it like, doesn't. We're doing it, like, you a favor it's like, though. Like, it's taking up unnecessary data on our phone to have you in the group <laughs> chat. Like it's almost like such a low level of return on investment that people are getting from having <laughs> don't me in their get all group. smart with me right that now. people are having from getting like having me in their group chats that they don't even include uh, me anymore because they're like shannon will just let michael know or michael will just let shannon know like where to show up honestly you know when shannon's catching up in the group like the group chats you do make it into <laughs> because 150 texts will go by the conversation will be over. It'll be like 9 p.m. Yep. And all of a sudden I get 10 text messages from Shan. But they're not text messages. They're reactions. It's like, oh. ha ha here, exclamation point here, ha ha there. It, yes, because I'll go, I'll catch up on the chat at like, you know, 10 p.m. And I'll literally just react to everyone's yeah. stuff. Like Shannon hearted there this. She Shannon, <laughs> like, Shannon ha ha this message like literally 17 in a row. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my love language though. Because I want you guys to know that I care. And that you still read have, it eventually. Yeah, like I'm, I am getting to it eventually. It's just, I You're saw this TikTok. Busy. I saw it's not even that though, because I hate being the person that's like, I'm so busy because I almost feel like that's trying to like, I'm not trying to infer that other people aren't busy. Like everyone's busy. Yeah, I honestly think that it's just like a weird ass thing where I just can't bring myself to like, if I see my, if I see my phone going off like ding, 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 and people are making plans, I get hit with this like wave of anxiety where I'm like, I don't know if I can like mentally deal with this right now i need to check my phone later on when it's like dark i'm alone and i can just go through it when like the chat has already happened like i can't be a part of it while but doesn't that give you because i'm I, maybe it's just the control freak in me but like i want to be a part of the planning like you're just so go with the flow that you don't care like where we end up and i'm like no i care i need to look at the menu yeah so i don't need to look at the menu, the menu. like i just want to like go i think what it is, is I know the types of things I like to do. And as long as it falls within that, I'm You're good. cool. Like yeah. as long as we're going out and we're having the best time possible. And, like, and I feel spending like the most money possible. Spending <laughs> as much money as possible. I'm kidding. Um, I feel like I just know you guys so well. I know that whatever we do is going to be fun. Yeah. So I trust you. Like if I was going out with like a bunch of people I didn't know, 
I'd probably be a little bit like, all right, like, what are we doing? Cause yeah. I don't want to go to this location, but like, you guys know me. I know you. True. It's one love. You know, like, um, I saw this TikTok recently and it was like the friend that does all the planning and it's like the friend that like asks where to send the Venmo to. And I was like, yeah, yep, that's, that's me. You. That's me. But you need the people that do the planning. Absolutely. Like I have so much respect for like when you and Michael go zip, 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 zip. And then me and Mystery <laughs> Man just show up and it's, yeah. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's amazing. Well, speaking of showing up, there are two new hotspots in Boston that I think are worth showing up for the baddies. I like that segue. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, first up, we have Grace by Nia in the seaport. Yes. This is a big night venue. So obviously we have to show our support. Yeah, um, so it's in Seaport. They are opening up. Well, by the time you guys listen to this, it will have opened like three or four days ago. But Mm -hmm. their grand opening is happening like right now. Super exciting. It's supposed to be a like supper club, jazz club vibe. It's like local, like black owned business. Very excited about it. Peter, you've already been. I have, yeah. Let's hear your review, your unbiased review. (laughs) Oh, the food was amazing. What kind of food? It was all like kind of soul food. So like a lot of fried stuff. I had cornbread fritters that were amazing. They had like my favorite on the menu was um, these bourbon peach ribs. Wait, what? Like peach flavored ribs? Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. But it was like like a barbecue. So like it had like a little bit of sweetness in it. This okay. is what Boston needed. Like I've yeah. been saying, I mean, I love the Beehive. I feel like Beehive is the only other place that I can think of that has like the jazz club vibe. There's also not a lot of live music in Boston. No, mm. and not a lot of classy live music. Yeah. Like there is the, um, what's that place called? Not Loretta's, Wait, is it Loretta's? Yeah, Loretta's. Like they have like the live music and stuff, but it's very kind of like, Country, like they give you like red solo cups. Like it's fun. Like when you're 21, and maybe I'd go today just for for fun to live it up for the vibe for the plot. But there's not a lot of like classy, good jazz live music type vibes, and I feel like that's what I live for. Like I love, I love that. Like that is everything. So I'm really excited to go. Um, I made a reservation there for the 25th with a few of my friends. I'd love to go with you too. The 25th. Wow, you planned in advance. My friend suggested that we plan an wow. event. Um, I know. I would just kind of show up and be like, hello, it's me. Um, but it's cool. So when you make a reservation, you can either make one for stage seating or it's called like galley, gallery seating, I think. So either like front row to the music or not. Yep, exactly. So like it sounds like the g- gallery seating is more um, just like seating in the restaurant, not as much near the live music. If you just want to go for dinner and have music is more of like a, background type vibe but the stage seating you're like up there like with the music front row it's like dinner and a show type vibe i think they charge like a 20 dollar fee like to be a show fee yeah exactly but i think it's worth it and location's beautiful you go there you have some drinks you listen to jazz music then you hobble over to the grand you roll home it's a beautiful beautiful friday night (laughs) i'm excited okay and then the next spot i don't know how to pronounce this caveau caveau yeah that's have what I've been calling it at least. Caveau. Yeah. Okay. This is the newest nightlife destination from Koge Management Group. Did I say that right? Koge? C-O-J-E? That was Koji. Koji? I don't it know. It could be either or. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um. So they, Caveau? 
Are we going with Caveau? We'll go with Caveau. Caveau. We're, we're used to mis- mispronouncing things. Yeah. So, so Caveau is, is the latest sibling to Yvonne's, Marielle. Cavo. I don't it know. It sounds like Cavapoo. No, it has to be Caveau. Caveau. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're the latest sibling to Yvonne's, Marielle, Lolita, and Coquette. So if you like any of those restaurants, it's going to be a similar vibe, I think, aesthetic-wise. Like, it's going to be, like, over-the-top, like... I think they put a lot of money into just the aesthetics of right. this, of the spot. Um, it looks stunning. I thought it was interesting that it's only open Thursday to Saturday. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, how the hell are you going to pay rent? Mm. You're closed majority of the week. You're only open three nights a week. That's insane. I wonder if they're starting off that way because of like staffing or something or if they're intentionally I don't doing know. that. I don't know, but because like I love a you know Wednesday night club night every now and right? then, right? Or even like a Sunday fun day, or kind of maybe vibe. they ran like the the numbers and like figured out it. that the you know the amount of money that it costs to employ a staff Sunday through Wednesday is more than the money they'd bring in. So, True. given that Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when clubs are making all their money anyways, why not just only have to pay for staff for those two yeah. nights? So they do, that would be very smart. They do serve (laughs) food until 11 p.m., but it's open until 2 a.m. So I thought this was interesting because if it were, if it were opening to be like a restaurant, it'd be open more than three nights a week. So I think like their prime focus is going to be on the nightlife aspect of it. Like it is a lounge. It's, it's definitely, I've seen videos, like, it's definitely, like, club-esque. Yeah, like, but loungy, club It's a vibes. step down from, like, somewhere like the Grand. Yeah, like, you're not, you're like, it's not like you're going to Big Night Live to literally watch a show. It's yeah. it's definitely more of, like, a loungy vibe. Yeah. And I think, like, I had two, two people I know went there. My sister went there for, like, their soft launch, and she said she had a blast. And then my friend went there um, on, I don't know, some point over the weekend, I was trying to make out what she was saying in our group chat because I think she was a little under the influence and mm. what she was saying, I couldn't really make out the words that <laughs> she was typing, but she said there was like one bar and she was like, it's definitely the type of place where you'd want to have a table. Like, Got just it. like, I don't know. I feel like I've had some fun times literally just walking into the grand, going into GA, like who cares, jumping up and down, like nothing matters. Obviously I'd prefer to have a table, but like yeah. some of the best nights of my life have been in GA. Like I, I'll say it. I will. But she said that it was definitely the type of vibe where you'd probably want to have a table. And I don't know if it's because of it's, it's more of like a lounge and there's less dancing happening on the dance floor. Like, I don't really know. But I feel the same way about Marielle. Like, I don't like going to Marielle. Underground. Not, yeah, and not having a table. I feel like you're kind of just standing there. Like, there is yeah. a dance floor, but not as big as the one at the Grand or at Big Night. or at, I've um, only been any. to the Grand once, GA. And GIA, <laughs> I would prefer a table. I'm just a table girly. Call me high maintenance. Call me whatever. I'm a table girly. I don't like to wait for for a drink at the bar. Yeah, I like the separate separate line. I feel like if you're already sending it, and you're like, there's been so many times I've been out with my work friends, and usually we end up getting a table. But there's been sometimes there's no tables available, and you've you already been no out choice. all night. It's already midnight. Like you've already been having a blast, and then yeah. if you go into it. And you're running into GA, like already like feeling yourself. That's I feel like true. it can be a lot of fun. If you're showing up to GA sober, sober. then that is not, <laughs> you're getting like drinks spilled on you. That is not fun. That's, that's a good point. Um, I'm really excited to go here. I think the Thursday to Saturday thing is kind of genius because it makes it harder to get into. I've looked. The reservations are obviously booked out. But it's, I guess they're 
take on an abandoned underground subway station. It's literally right next to the government center, like tea stop, which is perfect because that's the tea that I take and I can literally just wobble off onto the tea and go home when I'm done. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. Me too. I think it's going to be so fun. Boston needed new restaurants and lounges and whatever. We did. Good job, Boston. Good job. Good job. You nailed it. You're doing amazing. All right. Drunk Jeets. Okay. We finally know, this is more of just like a PSA. We finally know Chloe's baby boy's name. After, I'm not kidding. She gatekeeped. This. I'm so annoyed with the Kardashians gatekeep. Like they gatekeep the presidencies and I'm like, okay, fine. You guys are gatekeeping the pregnancies, like get the hype up, whatever. But now it's like, they're also gatekeeping the names for like a year. And I'm like, you guys are just, it's anno- it's annoying me. Like, no, we don't <laughs> care. It's not that deep. And I know we're talking about it. So we do care apparently, but I don't care. I don't care about her but baby. I do ca- well, at this point, I don't care. I don't it's care. not that I don't care about the baby and that the baby has a name. It's that I don't care about the fact that like, you think we're so interested that we're yeah. waiting on the edge of our seats for a year. Like that's annoying. I know. I feel like when we, when um, her surrogate first gave birth, we were like, Oh, like I get it. Like she just doesn't want to hear it from people. But like at this point, this baby was born in July, was yeah, it July? July 28th, 2022. So it's almost been a year. And we're just now finding out that his name is Tatum Robert, which, um, which is funny. <laughs> so f- the middle name, I guess, um, Robert is her dad and her brother, Robert Kardashian, um, obviously their first name. So that was kind of a tribute to them. And I guess there was a lot of debate back and forth between the family, which is so weird. Like, I don't think your family needs to have an input on your child's name like name it Especially whatever you their want middle name like who cares well well so they were gonna name like she was going back and forth on whether or not she wanted to name her baby robert like oh. first name robert middle name tatum yeah but she wanted to keep with the t's like true and tatum oh Interesting. okay so they named tatum after jason tatum <laughs> on the celtics oh essentially oh maybe i'm kidding that'd i be know very funny. that'd be that would be funny um but i guess Chris Jenner is the one to leak the name, oh. which is it really a leak if Chris Jenner's doing it? No, because everything she does is intentional. Exactly. She was just like, you know what it really was is Chris was probably like, oh, there hasn't been any drama surrounding, you know, Chloe and her baby lately. So like, let's just like throw something out there. I will say he is so freaking cute. The so pictures cute. that she does show, I'm like, oh my God. But I kind of love this name. I love, I love, what is it? Tate, Tatum? Tatum Thompson. It is, it is a cute name. It it's is very cute. cute. A plus name for that. I, I saw the um, the season three trailer for the Kardashians. Yeah, meet. Okay. Yes, I was going to say. I'm usually not like a Kardashians trailer girl. Like a <laughs> trail girl. Wow. I'm usually not like the type of person that watches the trailer yeah. for the upcoming Kardashian season. But I saw it and I was like, I had goosebumps by the end. I know. It was I'm so, so excited. I was shocked I know. to my core and I was like, what, why am I so intrigued? And I don't know if it's because they got feedback that the last like season was a was little boring. boring. Yeah. I think they got a lot of feedback that it was like kind of dry and boring and like not a lot really happened. So I think they were trying to like overly like hype up the drama because I watched it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Well, I really hope they didn't put the most dramatic parts in like the two minute yeah, trailer and now the trailer. there's nothing left good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very curious when... 
I'm sure I could easily Google it, but when they shot this, because I had no idea that Chloe had melanoma on her face at any point in time. I know. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and they were kind of talking about, you know, a lot of like the weight loss that she was encountering. And obviously she went through a, a lot of stress. With the breakup. With everything that happened. And then she's dealing with this, you know, crazy health crisis, which I feel like none of us knew about. No it, idea. When I saw that video... I genuinely was like, how did I miss this? I know. Like she had a huge bandage on her face. I think it just like goes to show. We talk about this all the time that you just don't like when you, what you see online, but these celebrities like always posting their vacations and all this like fun stuff that they're doing. Like you just don't really know what's going on in someone's life. Like we would have no way of knowing like she could have been posting like throwback photos or like whatever for weeks while she was, you know, battling with this. So it's just, it, it is crazy. Like what you see online, like you're only seeing the highlights of someone's life. Like you don't actually know what's happening behind the scenes. True. Obviously that's so sad that she was going through that. I know. But luckily she has a good plastic, they have the best of the best plastic surgeon. So yeah, whatever happened, I'm sure there's like zero trace of it. Yeah, that's crazy though. Um, all right, Alex Earl and Braxton Berrios. I know we've been talking about Alex Earl and Braxton um, for a while now and kind of like their connection. So for months, fans have been speculating Braxton Berrios, he broke up with Sofia Coppola, who's Olivia Coppola's little sister. They have a show together. And there was like random speculation that he was spotted with Alex Earl or like that maybe they met at a party or I don't know, like random people would just say that there's something going on between them. I saw some things on Dumois about that potentially hanging out, but there was never any like real proof. Um, but they were spotted out at a lunch date. So Braxton Berrios used to play for the, um, it wasn't the Giants, the Knicks or the, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Um, he ended up like walking off the contract with them. They couldn't reach a settlement or an uh, agreement. Why am I like pretending like I know anything about sports? <laughs> Anyways, they couldn't figure it out. He ends up going down to the Dolphins. I guess he's originally from Miami, I think, um, which is where obviously Alex Earl lives and goes to school. So they were just spotted on a lunch date, um, which I think people are kind of freaking out about because everyone is up Alex Earl's ass and wants to figure out who she's dating. Yep. So this was actually done by a fan um someone that was there i guess they went to brunch at sadell's in miami and they were just getting brunch and someone snapped a video and posted it on tiktok which is really bold i feel like if you're truly a fan of alex earl like what the hell are you doing blowing up her spot but a lot of people argued in the comments that like if if alex cared she wouldn't have gone out in public with him like obviously it's just a matter of time it's not if it's when the news gets out like they're not going to hide forever they're not just going to stay in their house in their apartments forever they're going to go out and live life and be seen together and this is not the only time that you know people are speculating they're hanging out i guess um the f1 you know miami races this past weekend they were both seen at like the same parties like it was Um, very obvious that they were at the same place at the same time they weren't posting together at the f1 but they were a hundred percent together so i definitely think that this is more so a situationship i think they're probably just you know hanging out 
whatever. But Alex Earl has made it clear that this is a girl's girl's summer. Like she is 100% single and staying single. So I guess she's just a homewrecker for no reason. Is she a homewrecker though? I mean, like, so here's, here's the thing. I don't know the details. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was cheating. I have no idea, but the only details we really have are that Braxton, Sophia were definitely together at the end of the year. I know for a fact they were posting a bunch of stuff like for Christmas together. I know they were together at the end of the season of the Colpos. She was moving out there to be with him. And right around January, February, the, the posting did get a little light. So December is like the end of the year. Like they went to some either Christmas party or New Year's party where they're very much together now. I don't know if they were happy at the time or if they were fighting. Like, I don't know, obviously. All we have to go off of is the internet and there's only so much you can kind of surmise, but they're definitely were boyfriend, girlfriend posting got light in January. I knew for a fact that there was something up when she posted on February 14th for Valentine's day by herself, like a bunch mm-hmm. of like cute pics, but like not with him. And I was like, all right, like they're either broken up or something's happening. So that puts it at like a month to a month and a half of a breakup that incurred. Right after that, people started speculating about Alex Earl, but we haven't really gotten confirmation until recently. So I don't know. Like, I don't, here's, here's the thing. Like, I think in the celebrity world, it's easy because we, we, we think th- it seems like we know these people where it's like, oh, she's a homewrecker. But I don't know. There's also a world where I'm like, let's say him and Sophia just broke up. Like either she moved to New York and she hated it and they couldn't make it work or they moved in together and it just wasn't a mutual fit. They break up. Sophia moves out. And then he ends up meeting Alex like a few weeks later. Like Alex doesn't know Sophia. She doesn't owe her anything. I agree. But I I think the proof is in the pudding. She did post when she addressed her breakup. She said it didn't end well or honestly, a lot of trust was broken, but I have an amazing support system and I appreciate everyone's love and support so, so much. And then she said, "Um, I know I've lost a lot of weight. It's not intentional intentional but the betrayal on my last relationship just really took a toll on me okay so I feel like we can read between the lines there I mean she's talking about trust being broken so whether it was Alex or someone else something definitely happened but it seems like it might be Alex yeah that would just really hurt my soul I know you know if it was because you you think Alex Earl is a girl's girl she is she's she acts like one I really want to believe deep down that she is but I'm just like maybe she didn't know. I want to know the. De- I, I just maybe I need, she didn't know. I need a new season. I do. That's a that's another good point. She literally might not have known. You meet some. But then why are you athlete. still hanging out with him? If he's gonna cheat with you, he will cheat on you. Here's the thing: men will say anything. I know. Have we've talked about this, right? Like I think I have guy friends who I love more than anything in this world. Like not anything in this world, but <laughs> I love a lot and. <laughs> Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you hear the things that they say to these girls and you know yeah. that they, they don't mean it. And I'm like, stop it. Like, I know. A man, like, a man will say anything to a girl that he's interested in. Anything. It doesn't matter if it's true. But we know he this. So why is she being dumb? His undying love. Because it's like hard when you're trapped in the spell of being in love with someone or maybe not in love, but like when you meet a guy, we talked about this last week. You meet a guy and he's giving you butterflies and he's saying all the right things. Like, it's exciting. And even if your better judgment is like, oh, he's probably an asshole. He's probably going to cheat on me too. He's probably going to be a dick. Like it's, it's hard when your like heart is like into it. 
Like it's really hard I to know, fight against. But the- it's Alex Earl. She could literally get with anyone she wants. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Like, how many times does it happen where your brain is literally telling you, like, you're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. Stop, stop thinking about him. Stop thinking about him. Yeah. This isn't gonna end well. You're being stupid, and you know you're being stupid, and you know you're gonna screw yourself over. But you physically can't help it. I'm not saying that's what's happening to her. Maybe it's not that deep for her. Maybe he cheated on Sophia with some other, you know, random girl. And then he met Alex after. Like, I don't know the details, but something's a fuck. All I know is that if she does like him, it is it is really hard. I feel like when you like a guy, even if you know he's a jerk, even if you know he's a cheater, if you genuinely like him, it's hard to just be like, all right, never mind. I'm walking away. And when girls do do that, like respect. Because I feel like every girl wishes like no girl who's with a guy that she knows is a cheater or knows is a bad person. And she knows it's probably not going to end well. Like. You don't want that to be the case. You want to be able to be like, oh, I can wake up tomorrow and never think about him again. Like that would be the best like superpower in the world. But a lot of people just feel so stuck when they feel like that. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I honestly, there's a piece of me that's a little bit disappointed because if you are truly staying single for the summer, like what was the point? Like, okay, if you hooked up with Braxton one night and you honestly did not know that he was in a relationship, why, like- just stay away from him. You 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 stay met him. Stay away from you him. You met him once. Let them at least try to resolve things. Like, I mean, I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You're disappointed. I'm all disappointed. Right. I I do respect that. I, I do. I know. But honestly, it all go- it has to go back though. I like to play devil's advocate. It's his fault. It's it is. It's always the guy's him. fault. It's all on him. Like he made a choice and. Now he has to live with it. Now he has to live with it. Whatever yeah. that means. Even if he, living with it means- <laughs> Even if he dies alone, even he has to live with living it. living with it means he gets to date Alex Earl. He has to, <laughs> he I'm has like, to live And he it. will rue the day. Meanwhile, like he's famous and like playing professional football and dating Alex Earl. But like he will rue the day. He will the rue day. the day. I hope he- Oh. I hope he trips on a pebble yeah, and like, his career is over. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't wish Speaking that. of ruining the day, Pete Davidson has a new girlfriend. I feel like at this point, this man has just dated everyone. Like, I don't like, I don't understand how there's any girls left. I know, but I'm just so happy he's over Kim K. Cause I was worried for a second at the Met Gala when there was like a clip of him asking like, Oh, is Kim here? Oh, like if for a second I was like, Oh my God. But I had Pete, no like, idea. Is that annoying ex-boyfriend <laughs> that like you dated yes. to like get over the, you know, actual love of your life. And you're like, all right, like I'll give it he's up. Like a puppy. Yeah. Like you're in high school and you know, your, your boyfriend breaks up with you you meet Pete Davidson and you're like, all right, like he's nice. He's funny. He makes me laugh. He'll get my mind off of it. And then he gives you the ick and you're just like, ugh, like I just cannot keep dating you. But then he also doesn't leave you alone. And for the next three years, like he's hitting you up. He's DMing you. Like he's sending you like funny memes. And by that point, you're just like, shut up. (laughs) Like the page has been turned. I feel like that's the vibe I get from Kim and Pete. She's just like so over it. And I guess he's over it now, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea they had a girlfriend until I was reading this page six article. And I swear, the news the news headline read, Chase Sweet wonders on very sacred Pete Davidson relationship. Quotes, we are very open. So when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, Pete Davidson's in an open relationship. Wow. Good for him. Is that what it means? No. Oh. Okay. No, and then I and I scrolled down. I was like, "Wow, Kim K really messed you up, huh?" Like now you have to like be in an open relationship. Like, <laughs> damn, he's down bad. Um, 
no shade if that. that's your thing though but like not no. my thing but like <laughs> Abby, no shade if that's your thing but like shade if that's your thing <laughs> but shade but shade uh i need to go back to kindergarten shame. I can't shade. yeah shade and shame shame and shame no oh my and god dishonor and dishonor <laughs> i don't even know what we're saying anymore um no what she said was uh, what did she say about being open she just meant like like they're open with one another. Like they we're like so talk. Open. We oh, have like goes, so many great talks. We talk about everything and we are very open with each other about everything. You just said that. She just said that twice. And it feels like what's happening in our relationship is very sacred. Sacred? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. If I ever become famous, which I really hope that I don't, but let's say I did. I'm not saying words like our relationship is sacred because that's giving like, like MGK and Megan it's Fox. It's giving creepy. Yeah, like MGK, Megan Fox, but also like we we know at this point that celebrity relationships just don't work. Yeah. There might be like three of them that have ever worked. And you just are going to sound stupid if you say shit like that, especially with Pete Davidson, who's never been able to hang on to a girl longer than like three months. Like, just don't say that. You want to be the girl that's like, oh, yeah, we're having fun or like we just started dating. It's nothing too serious. Yeah, just be normal. Because it's not <laughs> going to work out with Pete. Like Pete is, is not like I just don't see him settling down with anyone. He's like, good luck, Chuck. Pete's the guy that you date before you meet the guy that you're going to marry. Oh, <laughs> it's sad. Wait, that means someone's coming for Kim K soon. Yeah. God, I hope. I, do. I believe. I believe that someone is coming for her. Um, This Chase girl, um, she was... <laughs> Says co-stars along D- alongside Davidson once more in the latter semi autobiography This is too hard. Semi autobiographical. <laughs> semi auto biographical. <laughs> yeah, I think Peacock series. Peter, can you Bupkis. help me? I don't. She. I literally don't know what she's saying. Do you know what she's saying? I have no idea. So why are you having a stroke? <laughs> what, so. what? It's semi auto bio. Stop trying to say then, it. But I'm going to spell it's it. It's clearly not happening. G- graph. For you. Okay. Autobiographical. It knows what that is. I C A L. Semi autobiographical. Yeah. That is a wicked hard word to to, to sub- pronounce. Yeah. Totally. Say it again. Semi autobiographical. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Peacock series, Bupkiss. <laughs> I don't know if that's right either. Anyways, why, why did you need to add that in? Bupkiss? I thought you... It's the name of the show. It's Bupkiss. I can't control that. Oh my God. I've never heard of Bupkiss No, I just now. meant like all that pronunciation and like watching you suffer. All for us you to let like me suffer. learn like really no information. Apparently, <laughs> apparently both of you knew how to pronounce it and no one wanted to throw me a bone. Okay, anyways, Pete Davidson is dating someone new. Yeah, nothing matters. Nothing matters. It's all good. Okay, (laughs) switching gears. I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw something that I actually thought made so much sense, and I thought it made sense to share. So I don't know if you've seen this video or not, but I feel like it kind of put into words a lot about, like, how I genuinely think is happening or what I genuinely think is happening to like, especially girls our age right now. So essentially it was a girl and it was talking about a quote that she read. You can wake up early, drink your water, take your vitamins, go to the gym, eat healthy. But until you figure out what's in your head and in your heart, you are not healthy. Oh God, I'm never going to be healthy. I just like, I don't know what it was, but do you ever have those moments where you're just kind of like mindlessly scrolling through TikTok and then you see something And you don't even know what it is. It's like no deeper than any other video, but it just like 
takes you off guard. Like, I feel like I saw that and it just so eloquently, like simply put into words what I feel like sometimes I feel. And I feel like a lot of people our age feel because I don't know, like just the depth of it. Like, I think we spend so much time on Instagram, on TikTok, or even around our friends. And we constantly see people that are, you know, motivating us, get up early, go to bed early, um, you know, journal every single morning, put healthy food into your stomach, take your vitamins every single day, you know, make sure that you're eating organic, you know, make sure that you're like, I don't even know, going for walks outside. Basically being that girl, like we see, you know, influencers on TikTok who are journaling every day and eating healthy. We see girls with perfect bodies at the gym who go to the gym every day. We talk about how, you know, good it feels to be strong and to be healthy. We see people who are like cutting out drinking alcohol and they preach getting eight hours of sleep every night. We do workout programs, gut health programs, which you and I are both doing. We take vitamins with the promise of improving how we feel. And don't get me wrong. I think all those things are really can be good and they're important. Like, yeah, of course, being healthy, cutting out drinking, things like that. Like, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. But I think when I saw that video, it just made me realize that sometimes I think we genuinely believe that if we do all these things, we are going to be mentally and like emotionally and like spiritually healthy too. When that's just like often not the case. And now I know that there's people that can make the argument that, okay, well, like it is proven scientifically that drinking less, you know, is going to help your, is going to help you mentally or eating healthier is going to help you mentally as well. It's not just physical and sure. Like I do agree with that, but I think the larger point is that a lot of us are searching for true, I don't know, like joy or, you know, happiness. And I think we almost feel like, because all we see is these videos about get up early, make your matcha, organize your room. It's like, we think that this is going to lead to like true long-term sustainable happiness. And it's almost like such a, I don't even know how to find the words to put it, but like, it's almost like a distraction from like maybe what's actually going on. Like, are we spending the time to understand what is going on in our head? Like what's going on in our heart? Like, are we, are we dealing with that? Or is there a part of us that's like, okay, if I can be like the perfect put together, organized, clean, healthy girl, will I finally be complete? And will doing all these things finally make me happy? If I, if I become the girl that I'm seeing on my TikTok, will I be happy instead of dealing with like maybe the pain that's going on in our heart and like actually like working through that. I feel like that's something I'm dealing with, but I just saw that and I was like, that is like, I just feel like so accurate. Oh man. I'm, Yeah, that's something I definitely feel like I just pushed down like deep, deep, deep. Like I feel like there's so many things in my life that I've never really processed. Like, yeah, I'll cry. But like there are things like I don't process and I just shove it down. Right. And they say that your body can like store like trauma and pain and it manifests like in weird ways, in weird ways, like physically or, you know, like you wonder why you have anxiety. And it's like, well, have you dealt with? all your childhood trauma, maybe like, let's start there. Um, things like that. I feel like it's, it's almost too painful. So you just shove it down. But in reality, if you were to just deal with it now, you're setting yourself up for a better, healthier you in the future. But it's just like taking that first step, like 
I know I need to go to therapy. Right. I know I need to do that. But like, it's scary. So I, so I don't like, I know what's going to happen in therapy. I'm going to address things I don't want to address. Well, that's the key. It's, it's so interesting because I think a lot of times I've thought about this before because I've been saying for years, I'm like, I definitely want to go to therapy and then I don't do it. And I'm like, I don't think it's because I'm a lazy person. Like, I don't think so many people are out there. Like you just have to do it. You have to put in the work. And I don't know. Like, I think I would be willing to put in the work. Like I've been willing to put into work in the work into so many aspects of my physical health. You know what I mean? Like there's so many areas in which I'm happy to work hard. And it makes sense. Like you see a girl who's ripped at the gym and she's like, I put in the work to get here. Even if some mornings I didn't feel like waking up, you know, to get here at 5am. And even when I had a really hard workout, you power through and you push to it. Cause you know that even if it's hard, you're going to be happy with the results. Well, it's, just, it's the same thing with your, with your mind. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to go through some shitty stuff when you start like unpacking the stuff that might be happening, like in your mind but you got to do it to get the results. And I think to be honest, like it's a lot easier for us to stomach, like to swallow the pill of going, just sucking it up and going to the gym than it is to truly unpack what might be happening on our brains. And I feel like it wasn't until recently that I even started thinking about this stuff. Like I was talking to my sister about it and I was telling her like, not in like a, honestly, like this might just like, it might sound concerning, but I'm sure it's important to share. Cause I'm sure a lot of girls feel this way. I was telling my sister, I was like, I think I'm a, I'm a happy person, but I feel like there's so many times I don't even know how I'm feeling. Like I almost feel like so numb mm-hmm. and I'm like, I go through life happy, but it's almost like I'm going through life living for the next burst Hi. of momentary happiness, like a, a little shred of, all right, I just worked out and I have some endorphins and I'm, I'm happy for a moment or something good happened at work and I'm happy for a moment or I just booked a trip with my friends and I just got a dopamine rush. Like I'm living my life for like the next high mm-hmm. and like, I don't do any drugs. I don't drink heavily. Like I literally live my life for looking forward to those next fleeting moments of happiness. But I feel like on the average daily basis, like I don't really know how I'm feeling. I have no idea. Like when I'm driving into work in the morning, I have no idea like what I'm genuinely thinking. I don't know if I'm happy. I don't know if I'm sad. I literally can't tell. I feel like so numb and I have moments of happiness. I have moments of sadness. Like it's not like I don't have emotions, but I feel like I don't, I can't even like put into words like how I genuinely feel. And my sister literally said, she was like, you know, there's a difference between momentary happiness and true joy. Like genuinely like feeling joy is different than just having a moment of laughter or a moment of happiness. And she said, she was like, you need to confront like whatever blocks you might have, like on your mind or like on your heart, like on your soul. And it might not be fun, but you need to literally confront that to be able to like unlock feeling how you want to feel. Like there was a time in my life where I was a pretty emotional person and like I would cry and I would be happy and I'd be sad. Like, and I feel like I haven't felt like that in so long. And I feel like that's like a lot, I'm sure a lot of us are going through that right now. And I think, you know, it's a bandaid being like, well, if I just like organize my room, you know, I'll be happy. Or if I just like, if I just like lose that 10 pounds, I'll be happy. But it's like, that's just not, I don't think it's it. Or if I just buy that bag, I'll be happy. Exactly. Like shopping, shopping addictions. I feel like any type of addiction, like whether it's shopping or like even sugar, like like sugar is an addiction. It's because you're chasing after a feeling 
instead of just like sitting with what you are and what you have right now and like trying to find the happiness with what you have. I feel like that's something I'm guilty of. I feel like I am always looking for something bigger and better. Yes. And something Mr. Ran has, has even had to tell me, he was like, you need to just have gratitude for what you have. Yeah. Cause I don't feel like you do. And I'm like, you're right. But like, I don't I appreciate it as much as I should. You and I are so similar. Well, we'll we will hyper fixate on like one thing. Yeah. Like we will pick our like thing of the month or of the season or of the quarter or of the year. And that will be like our thing. Like I feel like yeah. a few months ago for me, I was like so upset. And you were like this too, where we were like, we were so obsessed with like, we want to make sure that we're like eating the right type of like olive oil and that we're like putting like this certain type of food into our body to like the point of obsession. Yeah. And then it's exhausting. And then, yeah. And then eventually I just got over it and I was like, all right, like whatever. Like if, if I eat something unhealthy every now and then it's not the end of the world. And then I reached like another like weird like phase where I was just like, so obsessed. And I feel like I just was going through this phase and I still kind of am where I was like, all right, I just want to like, I want to go somewhere. I just want to like go on vacation, like not even vacation, but I want to travel. I gave a travel book. Travel here. I want to travel there. I want to go there. I want to book this trip. And I'm just like, that's all I can think of. I'm on TikTok all day and I'm looking up like the best places to go in the world and the best like undiscovered places you can go in the world. And like, that's all I want. And that's all I care about right now. And it's, but like six it's months a ago and I, and I hit me like the other day, I was like, maybe all these things are, and then I, I, I had a random period of time where I was like obsessed with all right, I'm going to journal everything and write down affirmations every single morning. And I'm just going to like wake up at 4am every day and be the girl that like, you know, goes to the gym every single day and like plans their day out and be super organized, super on top of it. Like that was my obsession. And I think like I've started to realize like, honestly, very, very, probably like a few weeks ago, I was like, wait a second, Shannon, like maybe these aren't phases you're going through, or maybe these aren't things you genuinely care about. Maybe you are just like, so freaking terrified of confronting the things that are going on in your, like in the back of your mind that you're like trying to just find something else to throw there to like distract yourself from it. So you can just like hyper fixate and like obsess over. And then when you're over it, you're going to find something else. And again, not deal with what's actually happening because I think it is scary. Like I've talked to my family about it and I'm like, I'm not saying I like, you know, had this like horrible life by any means. I don't even know what it is. It could be something insignificant. I've just never taken the time to like sit down and be like, what is going on in your head? Like, what are you mm -hmm. thinking? What are you feeling? And I've never like had an honest conversation with someone where I didn't have like a million walls up where someone asked me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Where I've genuinely given them an answer. And it's not just like, Oh, like things are good. Like I don't remember the last time I did that. So I do think that like talking to someone is important. And I'm sure that there's a lot of us that feel this way. And it's almost like, you know, what's where life is it just to go through numb and just kind of having little moments of like happiness, but like not truly like getting to the bottom of like who you are and like wanting to be healthy. Like, I think we all want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with getting help and getting like going to therapy is that it doesn't happen overnight. I think that's the hardest step is just going, but to actually obtain, I think, true happiness takes work and it takes time. I've been in and out of therapy my whole life. I literally remember being forced, my mom forcing me in therapy when I was, uh, I don't even know, single digits. Like I was under 10 years old. And it takes a while to, like you said, like break down those barriers. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much to unpack. And like, 
I know I joke about therapists. I'm like, oh, they know the answer to my problems, but they want me to figure out myself. And like, that's exactly true. Like they might be able to break down those walls faster, but like they want to do it in like a healthy and like safe setting so that like you feel comfortable to like let down your walls slowly and like really, really think and evaluate like, okay, why am I the way that I am? Like, how did I get here? Like, what is like, what, like whatever you think is wrong is probably not even what's actually wrong. It's like deeper than that. That's a good point. I, I saw something, um, I was trying to think of what it was. Oh, I was at like an event with like a bunch of women, like in my church and, um, this woman, Mary, and she's a, like a licensed, um, like therapist. She went to get her, um, like PhD. She's so smart. And she was basically saying that a lot of times you're like, you're physically responding to a trigger, Mm-hmm. but like what's triggering you isn't actually ultimately typically what's wrong. Like usually like you're being triggered by something that could be indicative of something completely different. So like, don't be freaked out. Like you don't even, you might not even know what the trigger is right. to or for. And that's why I think like that video I saw on TikTok was so interesting. Cause literally it's like, if you don't know what's going on in your mind and in your heart, like a lot of people literally might, might not know. And yeah. I think that's okay. I think, I think there's like, I don't know if you ever feel like this, but in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I know that there's a bunch of mental shit that I need to unpack, but like, I just don't really have the time for that right now. So I think maybe like in the summer I will, or maybe when I'm 25, maybe when I'm 28, maybe when I'm 30 and like, you just keep pushing it off. And I'm like, maybe when I'm, you know, engaged, maybe when I buy my first house, maybe when I have a child, it's like, there's always going to be a reason to not deal with it because externally it's like I'm happy I have a good job I have a great group of friends like I have, you almost don't want to complain yes I'm like I feel ungrateful because I'm like I have so many good things in my life like I love my family I love my friends I love my boyfriend so I'm almost like there's nothing wrong like I don't really need to like work through anything because there's nothing wrong and why not just push it off and I think that it's okay to feel that way because ultimately it's a defense mechanism like yeah. our, our brain and our bodies are trying to like we're trying to like spare ourselves from like the pain of whatever it is you might have to deal with if you do go to therapy or you do talk to someone or you do confront some of the stuff. It's not a fun experience. And I think our bodies naturally want to protect ourselves, but I think also our bodies don't always ultimately know what's best. So I think pushing through it and just like taking the steps to be like, all right, like if it has to be now, just like, let's go do it now. Let's not overthink it and just push through it and know that it might suck for a little while, but ultimately like coming out the other end, getting to experience life through the lens of like understanding yourself is going to be such a good thing because I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I have moments where I'm like, I feel like it's extremely hard to be a good daughter, a good sister, a good romantic partner, a good friend when you don't even know what the frick is going on. Yeah like in your head, like how can you give to other people and like be the person for other people that you need to be when like, you don't even know who the hell like you are sometimes. So I think that like, like if not for yourself, like I think recently I was thinking about it and I was like for other people, I think that's important. Yeah. I definitely think I've definitely felt that way, but I definitely think you definitely are guilty of filling up everyone's cup except your own. And like not even knowing. And then you're like, but am I even doing a good job? Yeah. Because like, who, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? I think this is really good timing because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And on the topic of just like pushing it off, just think like if you were to start 
therapy now, this time next year, when it's mental health awareness a month, awareness month next year, like you could be feeling a million times better. So why, why keep pushing it off? Why, yeah. why do we do this to ourselves? And I remember the last time I was in therapy, I stopped going shortly before we started this podcast. So it was like, really, yeah. Remember like at the beginning of this yeah. podcast, I joked about ghosting my therapist. Yeah. And that was because when I, the last time I was in therapy, I, I did it virtually during the pandemic. I, I'm sure like everyone was going crazy and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a therapist again. Like I need one desperately. And so I got one and the, I saw her, I don't know, for a few months and it was very surface level. It was like talking about boy drama and like stupid things. Like, why am I paying you money? Like I can just talk to my friends. You feel like you weren't getting to like the root of the issues. But it was my own problem. Like it it got to the point where it's like, Abby, why are you really here? Like, I know you don't need my advice about Chad and Brad who are mean to you or whatever. So you're almost like you weren't putting your authentic, like you weren't being real with her. So like, what How, advice could you really exactly. get if all you were talking to her about was your boy drama? Exactly. But, and you weren't giving her the details. Exactly. Okay. So it was like I was my own worst right. v- critic, I guess. Um, I was in the way of my own healing. But that's why it takes time because like I, I think looking back, I was like, well, I don't trust you yet. Mm-hmm. I don't even know you. Right. How am I supposed to trauma dump on you? It's like it's a relationship just like anything yeah. else. So you might, it might take you a few months with the person that you're seeing to develop the trust, to tell them about, you know, the deeper stuff. It's all you're going to sit down on therapy session one and be like, like, all right, let's here is everything that to- happened in my child. I mean, some <laughs> exactly. people might do that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe but- more power to you if you do. Yeah, exactly. But not me. And I, and I ran the second I am called out for my behavior. I'm like, nope, bye. Okay. That's actually really, a really good point. Like you have to, work at it and you have to try and like push through it even if it's I just I don't think I was ready I think at that point in my life I was really really low and I just I don't think I was ready yeah I think looking back now like today I'd probably be more ready to go back to therapy I think I think you should I think we both should do it I think it's a I think it's important and I don't know I think it's also like I'm sure there's a lot of girls listening to this. I keep saying girls, guys to it. No guys listen to this. So we don't, that's why we don't really just include Peter. you guys. Just Peter. Sometimes he listens. Um, but <laughs> and my I think, friend Ryan. and his, Oh, friend Ryan. Ryan. And Ryan. Yeah. okay. I Hi forgot Ryan. about Ryan. Hi Ryan <laughs> and Ryan. Um, I think it's also like easy to fall into like, I know I've fallen into the trap too of like, well, there's people out there who have it worse or like, well, my problems really aren't that bad because people go through X, Y, and Z. But Something I always try to remind myself is that telling someone that they can't be sad because other people have it worse is like telling someone they can't be happy because other people have it better. Like mm-hmm. you are the only one that can judge how you're feeling, what you're going through, if it's like normal for you, if it's not normal for you. So I think it's important to just like put yourself out there and do it and just like try to unlock figuring that out. Cause like, I don't want to keep floating through my life the way that I feel like I have been. And I think it's important to, get to the root of these issues. And I know even for myself, it's like, well, I don't want to do therapy because I don't want to have to tell my boss that I'm going to be talking to someone once a week or once a month. But like, think about how much you prioritize your physical health. Like I go to every place to get facials, eyebrows, microbladed, fitness plan, personal trainer, waking up in the morning to go to the gym, like eating a healthy lunch every day. Like we go through leaps and bounds 
to to physically be healthy. Like, why aren't we going to like, we're literally starving ourselves mentally, spiritually, and, um, emotionally. So I think like taking that first step is important and like not being scared and knowing that like there are people, so many other people that feel the way that you do. And I think once we start feeling more comfortable having these conversations, hopefully like you're going to realize you're not alone. Like you and I are able to talk about this stuff. And I'm sure that if we went and like talked to our group of friends, they would all be like, wait, we feel the same way. Yeah. But like we, people don't talk about it. So talk about it. Like obviously message us like DM us. If you guys want anyone like to be there to support you, because I feel like it's important and it is mental health awareness month. So it is. don't be scared. Oh, <sighs> Well, I feel like a breath of fresh air. That's all we had for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys liked what you heard, subscribe on the Apple. Leave us on a the five-star rating and review. Or just like any rating and review. We'll take anything from one to five stars because those are the only options. And if you give us a one star, it's good content because then you'll hear us complain about it. On yeah, the next exactly. And we do like to complain. We do. We do. Um, shout out to our current favorite baddie, Cassidy. Reached out to us um, since the last time we recorded. The sweetest girl ever. So sweet. It really, like we've said multiple times before, if you guys post us on our story or if you DM us, if you interact with us, it means the world to us. Literally, it's just nice to know that there are people listening and they like what we do. Obviously, we see the numbers. We know there are people listening, but it's nice to put a face to the name. We love the support and we appreciate you guys more than you know. So keep reaching out and maybe you can be the next favorite Boston baddie. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> and join oh. our private Facebook group. Oh, join our private Facebook group. And then you'll definitely be our favorite baddie. Hell yes. Link in bio. Link in bio. We love you baddies. Until next time. Ta-ta. Bye.